Welcome to Welcome to the Hallowell Manor. I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And we're here to discuss Season 5, Episode 10 of Charmed. E2 Mummy Tambien. Okay, so just like... Getting ahead of it. Why? Like, that has nothing to do... They just took any phrase they could think of that had mother in it and replaced that with mummy. Uh, it could have been mummy dearest. Th- that's where I was going. Why wasn't it mummy dearest? I that mean... would have made more sense mm. than this, which made no sense. None or of these made sense. mummy issues. Boo. But uh, yes, that would have been I mean, better. is that any different than mummy dearest? No, they're all terrible. You know why they're all terrible? Because mummy puns are bad. Well, if you're making a mummy mommy pun... Mm-hmm. And in this particular instance, the mummy in question is your love object. Um, no. No. Okay, that wasn't the thing I was going to get ahead of, which, yes, we should briefly touch upon the fact that, despite the fact that this is a mummy-themed episode, there's not really a lot of Egypt stuff on display here. Oh, no, this is, this is like classic universal monster this this is connected to you know real world stuff yeah as as movies from the 1930s less so even i do want to point out the main plot is whatever but i did end up genuinely liking this episode a lot i mean it's boring when we're actually dealing with like blah 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 mommies or whatever but like this is the episode that has the Invincible Piper versus Invincible Cole fight. Come on. Yeah. You you mentioned before we started recording that you loved the Cole in this episode, even though it was radically out of character for him. Yeah, and... Not the most sensitive depiction of someone... See, the thing is, like... Cole comedically tries to kill himself multiple times in this episode, but I feel stupid saying, you know, trigger for self-harm because it's, like, the most cartoonish bullshit in the universe. And this is Joss Whedon levels of respecting people with mental illness, which is how they're playing this, even though... I didn't feel like they were playing Cole off as having a mental illness. Well, there's lots of jokes about him being crazy now, and it's all very, you know... Everyone kind of laughs at Drusilla. Yeah, but this isn't like Drusilla, he's been driven to madness stereotype stuff that we got in Buffy. This is more like just manic end of his rope stuff. I don't know. I feel like that is still a driven to madness by, would you call Angel a love interest for Drusilla? We know they definitely slept together, but. I mean, yeah. In in, in the messed up whatever of the Whedon verse, yeah definitely but like this is definitely cole is not right in the head like they they call him crazy which i mean he's definitely going through some shit i i don't know it feels weird to put an ableist like a warning for ableism on this but i feel like we kind of have to because of the you know no, I do. I do see what you're saying. I and just he is trying to kill himself, but like... I, this just felt more like no fucks left to give cult to me. Well, look, he has the giant cartoon guillotine and... That is a weird thing to play for laughs. Weirdly, weirdly, it reminds me of the scene from the novel about a boy 
Because in the novel about a boy, the main character, the, the boy, uh, his his mother attempts suicide at one point in the book. Mm-hmm. And then later they're watching Groundhog Day. And you know there's that sequence in Groundhog Day where Bill Murray's trying to kill himself over and over again and he can't because the day just keeps repeating when he dies. Mm-hmm. Which is the, the level of suicide attempts here. Yeah. And the boy is like, ah, that's really insensitive. Are you okay, mom? And the mom's like, this is, that's not, that's not what I, that's, it's yeah. not the same scenario. Yeah. But like, discretion is the better part of valor. Oh yeah, just so you know, that, that happens. It's played for laughs, which honestly, yes, can be more disturbing. But again, it's, he's an indestructible force of evil. And it's, it's really cartoonish. But, you know, again, just to be safe. Uh... Yeah, I do really love this call. I, I I think it probably doesn't speak well to me that I'm like, look at this horribly broken, sad man. This is the best Cole's ever been. I People who are familiar with my Twitter are probably aware of my opinions on Ben Riley for very similar reasons. A lot of people were mad that he was a big sad sack in Across the Universe, and I'm like, no, that's my ideal version of that character. Across the Spider-Verse? Across the sp- What did I say? Across the universe. Oh, yes, across the Spider-Verse. I think I love this Cole because, not, as we're talking about I'm realizing the thing I love about him is I love characters who have no fucks left to give. Yeah. I, I, I just love anyone who's going to bring that energy to the project. He's the Regina of this show. <laughs> yeah, he kind of is. Except... Things don't go so well for him as they do with Regina, who, as those of you who watched Once Upon a Time, although you probably wouldn't have made it through the final season, because I don't think anyone watched the final season, but if you watched Once Upon a Time or listened to our old Once Upon a Time podcast, you would know that Once Upon a Time ends with Regina being crowned Queen of the Universe, and needless to say, that does not happen to Cole. I think it's interesting that on on shows you and i if you look at once upon a time and if you look at our other podcast uh welcome to the uncharted territories we tend to gravitate towards powerful dark-haired evil people on quests of redemption right so aaron regina cole like it fits it fits our our uh our thing. Yes. Although Cole's outfits tend to be a wee bit less cleavagey than Lana Priya's or He even, does yeah. He does get his shirt off as much as he can. He, it, that is true. He has he, I think he's he's probably the longest shirt longest running male character to be shirtless a lot. Brian Krauss doesn't go shirtless as often as I uh would think. No, I can't even remember the last time I've seen Brian Krauss's chest. Yeah, like it's been a while, which is I don't know, maybe it's just because we're in a post-Riverdale world, but it's weird to think of a CW show where the main dude isn't constantly getting his shirt off. Well, I mean, the let, let's be clear about what gaze this particular show is being aimed at. Okay, which is also weird, because Charmed is definitely a show that was intended to be for women, but almost all... All of the fan service is, you know, 
directed towards men. I know we've talked about this before, but it's a very bizarre thing. It was the early 2000s. Fan service for women hadn't been invented yet. We we hadn't we hadn't uh, we hadn't crested the the Momoa horizon yet. Come on, like Riley was shirtless all the time in Buffy, which I know uh, Riley's like the opposite of fan service. <laughs> yes, everyone hated Riley. When we were doing our last Buffy rewatch, which was a little while ago, I was kind of thrown by how not jacked Riley was. Like, I remembered him being incredibly jacked, and you you talked about the Marvel over... Yeah, the MCU has shifted the window on what you have to be to be jacked. Yeah. Because, like, don't get me wrong, the dude who played Riley, Mark Blucas, was in good shape. Like, he was a fit guy. Yeah, for a human. Yeah, but I'm like, wow, you can only kind of see his abs and, you know, his his biceps aren't large enough to crush coconuts. It was in that scene in the Baywatch movie where Zac Efron and the Rock are juggling refrigerators. And you're like, this has kind of crossed the line into being more off-putting than... Yeah, it's like, wait, this this guy isn't dangerously dehydrated. Oh, did you see that clip of Zac Efron from that show where he eats around the world? That was... Uh, in the clip he talks about how much he missed food when he had to be that like hollywood super shredded and it's a really sweet kind of sad moment especially when you think about the fact that like they were making him get ripped as early as high school musical too well i mean i talked about how we hadn't crossed that threshold for fan service for women yet Mm. fan service for people who are attracted to men Mm. And it is kind of a shame that all that means is that men are having to put up with the same bullshit that women have always had to be putting up with. Like, it would be nice <laughs> if uh, I mean, not that no this... one had to put up with that. Yes. But not to, uh, not to say that this never happened before the MCU. I mean, Smallville's been the talk of the town recently on Twitter for some reason. Did they have an anniversary or something? I don't know. Everyone's been talking about Smallville. And that show is basically sold on, look how many abs Tom Welling has. And look at his giant, giant pecs. This character is supposed to be like 15 years old. And he's played by literal underwear model Tom Welling. They did get him shirtless in that first episode, yeah. Yeah. He was shirtless. He was strapped to a cross. They painted Fence the... post. Yeah. With the S painted on it, yeah. With the S painted on his chest and... There's been a lot of sharing of Tom Welling in shirtless and or tied up situations throughout the course of Smallville. So, you know, also, I feel like that was a lot of supernatural. God, I I hope this doesn't alienate our listeners because they know how beloved it is, but I could not get through Supernatural. Yeah, I see. I watched the first three seasons and I liked them well enough. And then I kind of dropped off when the Angel stuff started, which I know is when people say you're supposed to start watching the show. But I got through the first three episodes. Well, I think you hit like the third episode's like the worst one. It's the one with the racist truck. But. Or the one where like it's Amy Acker and a water demon or something. I don't know. Anyway, like I had a friend who was really into it in college and I got into it too. And then I kind of fell off a lot faster than my friend. Hey, if someone wants to tell me how to watch Supernatural, feel free to do that. If you want to tell me like, hey, start at this episode several seasons in or hey, just skip around and watch these episodes. 
to get yourself going. Like, if someone wants to do that, feel free to do so, because I, I feel like I'm missing something with Supernatural. Speaking of starting, let's actually start the episode. We've been talking for 11 million years. We should. Speaking of our our being drawn towards the evil dark-haired women, uh, we start with a blonde woman who is both evil and fated to die, as blonde women in this show often are. Yeah, we got a twofer right off the bat. And the fun thing is, she is both victim and villain, because the real Isis is... Possessing her. I'm sorry. It's just, it's weird because she's Isis, but she's not supposed to be the goddess. So it's, it's kind of like Hakate in the wedding from hell. Although I guess there probably were just people named Isis back then. Like that probably wasn't a weird thing. Yeah. But it's less weird that this Egyptian demon, sorceress, evil witch, what have you, it's it's not it's not weird that she's in a blonde lady because she is explicitly a body hopper. The body is burning out the so person both innocent and evil. Uh the body's burning out, so her demon boyfriend husband yeah. her demon boyfriend lover has to find a new body for her to hop into. Now, I'm just going to get this out of the way first. The body has to reside within a witch. Only a witch can hold the power of Isis. But we are later told that the more powerful the witch is, the faster she burns out. Okay, see, the thing about this episode is there's a lot of really fun stuff in it. The main plot is deeply, deeply stupid. Like, why would it work that way? It makes no sense. Also, like, how many witches are dead because... She burns out Paige in, like, less than a day. I think he has to keep her in stasis longer. He mummifies the body as it's dying so that Isis doesn't die. It, it's this spell thing. It, it holds you at the moment that you've been mummified. So, you yeah, know, she's technically dead, but, you know. She's only mostly dead. Yeah, and he sand teleports out. Because like it's Egyptian. Yeah, because it's Egyptian. This is actually our second bite at the Egypt apple. I forgot we had that whole, like, guardian of oh, the yeah, urn thing. Oh, yeah, we did have that. But since this is a sand teleport, he leaves a bunch of sand. I kind of love this. So the police burst in, right? Cause... Hey, it's Daryl. We haven't seen Daryl in a while. Yeah, yeah. So the police burst in, and they see a mummified corpse on the couch... And Daryl sees a pile of sand in front of it, and just the look on his face. He is pre-exhausted at having to deal with magical bullshit again. Okay, I just want to touch on this briefly because it kind of bothered me throughout the episode. What's up with, like... His hair? His hair. Like, it's really... It's an awkward length. Well, it's kind of patchy, too. Like, it's it's at inconsistent lengths. And so is his beard. His beard is also really patchy. I was like... It feels like he's growing something out. Yeah, yeah. And he's kind of at, like, an awkward in-between phrase. Because Dorton Gregory is a very, very attractive man. and Two it's... varies. Yeah. I would give him, like, one very, but okay. Wow. Harsh opinions. I would only give him one very attractive and not two very attractives. Yeah, yeah, we're living in the uh, we're living in the modern age where if it's less than a like nine out of ten is an insult now. 
but no uh he, he's a, he's a very very attractive man but like maybe he thought he was gonna go for a new look when he uh went over to baywatch nights and he uh he was trying to grow his he was he was trying to thing i don't know if the timeline it matches doesn't. up with that i don't know when baywatch nights was being recorded like a decade before this oh okay <laughs> i don't know what's going on I mean, I'm exaggerating a little, but, like, you, that show is very not on the air at this point. Uh, yeah, so Daryl sees the mummified corpse in the pile of sand, and he's like, oh, my God. God fucking damn it. God fucking damn it. I thought I was out of this show. It's been so long since we've seen Daryl. Although I, I welcome more Daryl into our lives. Yes, of course. So we go to credits, and when we come back... Piper is all angry that she has to buy maternity clothes. You know, sometimes I can't even with Piper. She's always like, Ugh, I hate how magic has ruined my life so I can't have a normal life. Now I have to do stupid witch things like buy maternity clothes. It's like, not everything's magic's fault, Piper. Sometimes your body just changes and you need bigger clothes. To be fair, I don't think she's blaming this on magic. She's mostly really, really pissed that all of the maternity clothes are pink and frilly because normally she likes action clothes like black tank tops and tactical pants i i don't think of that as being how piper normally dresses i i i guess she keeps it pretty simple but i don't think of her as like averse to frills or whatever yeah also you can just buy a large black t-shirt i mean this is not the problem you're making it out to be I, I, I don't, I don't understand why you're having problems finding maternity clothes. Like, I mean, couldn't you just, uh, uh, whatever. Piper is really, really, really pissed because she's an action lady and she's being forced to be domestic and she hates it so much she just wants to go out and murder something. Poor Paige is trying to help her out, and she's just getting the brunt of it. Paige tries to shift the subject over to the fact that Phoebe hasn't had dick in a while and therefore is becoming feral. <laughs> Which, I, she, her last boyfriend died not that long ago. I'm not saying that as a, you know, that might be why Phoebe's reticent about dating, just more, you know. It could be. It could be. It's not because it's Phoebe, but it could be. But also, like, who cares if she doesn't want to date for a little bit? She has a very, very busy job as an advice columnist. Listen, if you're going to start with the who cares if Phoebe doesn't want to date, then I don't even know how we're going to do the rest of this show. Because the answer is everyone. Everyone cares that Phoebe find love. It's the most important thing. It's literally Cole. Cole's last appearance in this show is seasons after they vanquish him for realsies where it is revealed that he's trapped in this like bizarre limbo between life and death because he died with a weird kind of morality so as his punishment he has to roam around the world as a ghost doing good deeds and the first one was teaching phoebe how to love again <laughs> by hooking her up with drake who is my favorite character in the show but i'm gonna bring up drop dead diva again yes the premise of Drop Dead Diva is that this person who was, like, a, a model slash aspiring actress 
when she died, she was completely morally neutral. She hadn't done anything good or anything evil. She just hadn't done anything. And so they weren't sure what to do with her. And she hit the return key to return back to Earth. And that's that's the premise of Drop Dead Diva. Yes, and it put her in the body of a brain-dead lawyer. Well, so what it does is, what, what happens is she went into the body of the very next person who was about to die. Who was a lawyer, yes. So now she has all of the law knowledge of this person. Who is fat, but TV fat. So like a size 14. Mm. But anyway... Um, I, I'm being dismissive, but it's, it's a very, it's a very body positive show in general. And the law apparently isn't terrible. I only saw a couple episodes, which I did enjoy, but it seemed less bullshit than something like, say, Ed. So the law is accurate. It's just outlandish hypotheticals all the time, all the way down. It's written by somebody who really does understand the, who understands the law and then, all of the weird examples that they give you in law school to test the the bounds of laws. It's all that, all the way down. But I'm just imagining Cole being in that weird morality spot between good and evil and hitting the return button and then, like, drop dead diva, but Cole instead. But he's already a lawyer, so it'll be easier for him. It's true. It's true. Oh, maybe he'll be put into a model's body. Yes! Well, he's already... Yeah, he's yes, he's already Julian McMahon, but uh, this episode we should actually talk about this episode. So Phoebe calls them home because Morris called her. Morris, why did you call him Morris? We never call him Morris. They keep calling him Morris, which is weird. He's Daryl. He's a friend of yours. Remember, there was the whole Andy thing, but yes, uh, Lieutenant Daryl Morris or Inspector (sighs) Inspector Morris. He got a promote. He just got a promote. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Daryl has told them that, you know, there's some spooky magic bullshit, so they need to keep an eye out for mummies or whatever. Right. All these women have died, and they've all been mummified after they've died. Except we know they were mummified moments before they died so that the spirit of Isis could be transferred from the body of the witch that Isis had burned up into the next witch. But they do know that all of the people who died have been witches. Yes. Daryl does. Right. Daryl mentions it, and they're like, that's probably not even true. Shut up, Daryl. Piper is still mad about the maternity outfit, although she does raise a point that I've heard is valid, I don't know from personal experience, where she's like, where Daryl reaches for her stomach and she slaps his hand away. That is not okay. Yeah, no, that's a thing. Yeah, there was a book I read back in the day called The Book of Eleven, which was like, it was one of those like, cutesy theme books where it, every chapter there were like there, actually i think there were 22 chapters but each of them was based off of a list of 11 things mm-hmm. and uh one of them was 11 pictures of complete strangers touching my stomach when she was heavily pregnant no people do they think that's okay it's not okay to touch to touch people's pregnant bellies yeah you can buy shirts telling people not to although i bet they probably don't work mm. but yeah Piper's like, you know what? I'm going to walk into the other room so I don't murder you. I'm just going to go in there and yell and swear and knock stuff over because I'm so mad about the fact that I have to wear pink. Okay. 
there are women dying and Piper's like, ah, I hate this shirt. And Phoebe's just, I don't know what Phoebe's deal is this episode. When they come in, she's giving herself a pedicure and she's like, ah, I would love to help you fight off evil, but I have to go get a facial. What is happening? Why is Paige the only one who cares? We're only in season five. (laughs) And and Paige isn't just the only... Whatever. Paige is the only one who cares. So, Piper asks what the deal is with the bug on the chest. It's a scarab. Yeah, you should remember... That was the whole thing with the last thing from Egypt you fought. The, like, guardian lady, didn't she? Was She was, like, a scarab or something, and then when someone took the vase, she'd, like... Also, you've been through fourth grade. Yes. But you, uh, you've seen The Blue Beetle, the very good movie you should still see while it's in theaters, even though I think we've passed the point of it being able to make its money back. It was good. It wasn't great. It was good. But they it's said... It's a lot of fun. I'd like to see the guy who plays Blue Beetle in more stuff. They sent Leo to the elders to ask what a scarab is. The elders are going to laugh in his face. This is one of those times where I bet Leo is just like, okay, and then he orbs to like some bar somewhere and he's like, you know what? Just gonna give it thirty minutes. <laughs> I just need to be away from those sisters for thirty minutes. Meanwhile, Daryl is really annoyed to have to deal with their magical bullshit, and I'm like, Daryl, you called them. It's true. He says that after everything that's gone down with, you know, all the magic bullshit, he's up for a promotion now, and if he screws it up, then that's basically it. He's never going to get promoted. He points out that he's finally started to shake his reputation as the guy who... Spooky Mulder. Yeah, the spooky Mulder thing. Like, he's like, I just... I just managed to shake the reputation of being the guy who deals with all the weird shit. Can we just... Can we just be subtle about this? And Paige's like, so we're going to be police psychics again? He's like, We'll just tell them we're psychics. That's totally normal. Meanwhile, don't be a coroner and charmed. Or any supernatural show, I guess. Like, so, I don't know what's up with this guy. He's only got a few lines. But I I really liked this coroner. I'm sorry he died. I would have liked him to be a reoccurring character. Yeah, he, he gets a few lines off, and then he... Just something about his energy. I was like, yeah, coroner dude. He tries to buzzsaw the bandages off, and he gets mega electrocuted. Uh, the he, he points out that it's weird that they appear to be both airtight and hand-woven. Mm. I mean, maybe don't take an electric saw to something that strange, but okay. So, thick eyebrows guy, I, I don't remember the demon's name. Sure. But dude has hella eyebrows. It's a good look. There's a reason everyone likes um what's his face from the other two? Bobby The boyfriend. Oh, I don't know his real name. Yeah, that's why I was saying Bobby instead of whatever his name is on the show. Lance. Lance. Lance the guy who plays Lance in the other two. Like he, he how fun is it that he's become a sex symbol? I mean, has he? Yeah, the internet's mega thirsty for that, dude. I feel like the internet doesn't have enough appreciation for the other two in general. It really should. Well, he was in Scream 7. Oh, or whatever, was he? The most recent one, and they also gave him an extended shirtless scene. We should watch that. Yeah. He uh, he was also in Sirens, the 
there's so many shows named Sirens. The like the one about EMTs, not the one about mermaids. Yes, the comedic EMT show. It's like a slightly less problematic Brooklyn Nine Nine. Okay, you've seen it. I have. They had an ace character back in whenever the hell it came out. That's impressive. Uh, but he was in that too as a as that guy he's he's either the guy from the new girl or that guy who looks like the guy from the new girl it's jake johnson or nick something you know the guy from yeah the I, new don't, girl. I don't know any of his names okay anyway uh his ex-girlfriend who's a cop or his quasi ex-girlfriend because they're still kind of dating but she uh she's a cop and her new partner is played by lance from the other two and he's naked a lot in that show, you know, because it makes the main guy uncomfortable. Got it. But everyone else is super into it. All the viewers or all the people on the show? All the people in the show, but also, you know, presumably the viewers. Although it did only get one season, so who knows. And that guy who plays, um, what's-his-face in that Apple TV show, uh, Uploaded, or Uplink? Up- upload. Upload. I'm sorry, Charmed. <laughs> I'm sorry, you just sound like such a parent right now. You're like, you know the guy from the thing. Well, if you had the names, then this would... Also, I am a dad. I started unnecessarily adding the word the to the title of things after our kid was born. It's, And my sneezes got way louder. It's a thing. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Charmed. So, they go... To the crime scene, uh, and by they, I mean Paige and Phoebe, because Piper is still mad about maternity clothes. And they... Why is Phoebe dressed like a sexy Laura Bush? I don't even understand what's happening with her outfit. It's like a denim sash dress, except the top is... Like, it's, it's... blue denim halfway down to her boobs and then it's white denim i don't know what's happening oh i thought that was like i don't know what i thought that did you thought that was a crop like like a a, 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 like a bolero jacket over a white dress kind of yeah No, that is all one piece of material i don't know what's happening it's really ugly and really unflattering yes but they come onto the crime scene, and Phoebe Hallwell's like, Out of my way! Police psychic! Invited here by Daryl! Daryl Morris! That guy over there, and everyone kind of gives Daryl the stink eye, which... She tells one of the uniformed cops, Your girlfriend's cheating on you, by the way. So, was that just an assumption on her part, or... Well, she says it as though it's a psychic... Thing. Thing. But we know that Phoebe didn't get any premonition about that. She's just being a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Although... Not to continually harp on it, but in season one, that was the sort of thing she could, you know, see with her powers. Yep, not anymore. Not anymore. Now she's just being an asshole. Yeah. So they come into the room and Phoebe's just grabbing stuff all willy-nilly. To be fair, that is how, her, you know, her power works. Daryl tells them forensics is done. You can touch anything you want. Yeah. So they're not, they're not completely contaminating a crime scene. And... Paige decides that this is a great opportunity to be like, so, you gonna start fucking Cole again? And Phoebe's like, I'm trying to touch stuff at a crime scene. Okay, Paige just wants her to fuck anyone. She's like, hey, that cop that you just told him his girlfriend's cheating on him, he's pretty hot. Yeah, what? Well, I mean, her her thing with asking about whether or not she's gonna fuck Cole is basically, 
she's she's basically doing the you know to get over someone you have to get under someone else which mm-hmm. she did that guy who died who was played by ken marino yeah all right so they find the scrying crystal that isis was using to find the next powerful witch and <laughs> Paige is like well we better grab it so that we can do magic on it and phoebe's like it's evidence and Paige is like who are you even and steals the evidence yeah and then daryl comes into the room and he's like you guys got anything and they're like no we have to leave why don't you just tell him you think he's gonna give a shit that you're stealing stuff from a crime scene he invited you here bro. what was he expecting <laughs> yes exactly back at the manor piper is looking at how huge she is now and leo shows up behind her to be like hey i think you're beautiful i just i just uh i i it's weird because part of this story i'm just so not into the part where she's like oh, i feel so fat and ugly but then the part of it where she's like oh i hate how everyone's treating me like i'm super breakable even though i'm literally invulnerable because of this child now like one of those things i'm really annoyed at one of those things i really relate to it's odd that part of her thing with like she doesn't like being perceived as pregnant because she feels like it makes people not see her as tough anymore like again she talks about wanting to wear like all leather outfits because and the thing is Piper is aggressively the heavy of the charmed ones. Yeah. Like, she forever has had the best defensive power and, as of recent, has the best offensive power. Plus, she's now a literal tank because of the whole invincibility thing. It's weird that she's... I mean, I guess it has always been a thing with Piper that she is worried about how she's perceived. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is kind of a weird thing where she is the strongest character on the show but she also is very sensitive to the opinions of others i mean that makes sense i feel like she's the person who has her who has a foot most firmly in the mortal world like in the normal world in the world of of normalcy not whatever what whatever it is phoebe's doing and she's the one who most wants that so it makes sense that wanting that, she would care what other people think. Hmm. She's she's the one who's most susceptible to be, like, mommy shamed. Well, it's just weird that that manifests as her not wanting to be seen as vulnerable. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, like, wanting to be the pregnant wife thing. Yeah. 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 Which will literally be a thing that happens to her much much later in the show in the billy and christy thing when they make all of the charmed ones like their ideal their idealized selves or whatever and piper becomes a 50s housewife because i guess they still had the like make the the black and white makeup or whatever from the phoebe i was gonna say that because they forgot they did that with phoebe (laughs) the opposite of yours (laughs) one or the other although who knows that that's probably a fetish thing right being yeah 100 percent. i didn't talk about it as much in the beginning of this episode as i did the uh shrinking women and turning them into clay statues thing but i'm pretty sure mummification is also a fetish thing 
Like, I, I'm not sure if I want to count this as one of Charm's fetishy episodes, but... No, I don't think it... Well, I mean, everything's a fetish. Yes. But... I'm, I'm like, there are definitely compilations on YouTube of hot women being wrapped in bandages or whatever. But I don't think this is, like, exposing a writer's kink the way that the shrinking episode was. Mm. This is just exposing a writer's use of cliches writing a mummy story. So, Mr. Eyebrows Man uh, pops up next to Phoebe while she's going to her car, and he's like, Nice body. Mind if I borrow it for a while? By now, by the way, the sisters have checked the Book of Shadows, and they now have been completely filled in on the plot of what's going on. Still expect that to be explained to them multiple times, because for some reason, Charmed really does not trust its audience with this sort of thing. Yeah, they really think that we're going to be confused once people start getting possessed, which is bizarre. Yeah. Phoebe puts up a... I was going to say good fight. No, no, she doesn't. Mr. Eyebrows Man grabs her and... <laughs> everyone shows up just as he's teleporting off with her. I guess it's good because they know that, you know... She's been grabbed. Yes. But... He sand teleports away again, which, of course, leaves a bunch of sand behind. And I'm like, how much sand can he leave behind before he just doesn't exist anymore? Or is that just like a byproduct of the teleportation, like like exhaust from your car? Yeah, I, I think it's that. Okay. Well, I, I think it's like the, I guess it doesn't exactly work, the, the brimstone smoke thing that uh, happens when Nightcrawler teleports. Okay, okay. Like, I feel like he's maybe opening a sand portal or something. And Anyway. Leo can't sense Phoebe because she's been mummified. Speaking of the shrinking episode, if anything happens to Phoebe, Leo can't sense her because of X. Also, Paige can't scry for her. Which is weird. No, well, it's it's not. We'll find out why she can't. Oh, yeah, there's like a blocking thing or something, right? No, she can't scry for her because she's scrying on a map of San Francisco and right. she's been teleported out of San Francisco. Right. You know, you think that would come up more. Yeah, no, nobody leaves San Francisco, apparently. It's like, uh, in Charmed, San Francisco's like Storybrooke, where no one can leave. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, Daryl calls to tell them that the coroner's been killed and the mummy has disappeared, so... Things have gone from bad to worse. Just seriously, don't don't work as a coroner. Not worth it. Though, you probably have a kind of... It probably helps you deal with issues around mortality right if you're just around that all the time mm, i mean i guess you have to have a different kind of relationship with death than other people do mm. so daryl is freaking out because obviously he's he's not just not going to get a promotion he's going to flat out lose his job at this point and piper flat out says she's like look we need to be more concerned with phoebe than with daryl right now and leah's like Fuck Daryl. Not, Leo's not like that. Piper's like that. Yes. Everyone uh, else is horrified. Yes. Leo's like, I want to help Daryl, but uh, I don't want to break the rules. And Paige is like, really, Leo? At this point in the show? Who who cares? Who cares about the rules? Go help Daryl. And Leo's like, but Phoebe? And she's like, we'll front get credited. Her back. Yeah. She's a front credited character. Like, Daryl is lucky to show up at all. Also, Cole's still around. Her super powerful ex-boyfriend who will move heaven and hell to save her. 
Oh my god, that's a great idea. Let's go see Cole. Let's go running to Cole anytime anything happens to Phoebe this season. You almost can't blame him for thinking she's going to come back to him. Like, she's the one who's not severing the tie. She, like, her whole family's keeping him on the hook. Yeah, like, he tried to leave town and they wouldn't let him. He tried to die last episode and he tried to get them to vanquish him. And they're like, no, we're not going to vanquish you like this. We're going to vanquish you on our terms. We're not going to kill you because you want us to kill you. You almost feel bad for him. I mean, I do feel bad for him. I mean, he is the source of all evil. I mean, I know he's uh, not he, the source anymore, but he still is like... He's mega Satan. Yeah, he's yeah, he's super evil right now. Yeah. Although he's, he's killing less people than most demons, or occasionally the charmed ones. Yeah, but he got all of his powers from super hell, making him <laughs> super evil. Yeah, point. That is how that works. So they're going to go to Cole to see if he can help them out, which. Okay. Please leave Cole alone. He's got enough to deal with. Meanwhile, in Egypt, Isis has taken over Phoebe's body. Get ready for this to be uncomfortable. Actually, I feel like this is the opposite of uncomfortable. It's 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 weirdly consent based. Oh yeah, because she has this whole thing because Isis wakes up in Phoebe's body and she's like, "Ooh, this body's so alive. It's so sexy and sexual and sextastic." This so... body's so horny. Oh my god! Yeah, this body's mega horny and it's super hot. Look at my abs. Look at my arms. Look at my boobs. Oh my god, I'm so fucking hot. This is who a who wrote this and. Like, this is, this is a lot. But Mr. Eyebrows Man is good on consent. He's like, is the witch's soul still in there? And she's like, eh, kind of. And he's like, look, as soon as the witch's soul dies, I will be more than happy to pork you. When it is your body that you can consent to have sex with, then we, we can have sex. But not until you have murdered the person whose body it used to be. Otherwise, it's just wrong. Yeah weirdly good morality i guess weirdly good on consent issues <laughs> yes yes good on consent bad on literally everything else so piper and Paige go to cole's apartment and he's throwing fireballs at himself in a mirror and they're just like bouncing off him and he summons a big cartoonish guillotine he's like I I I wonder how I'm gonna survive getting my head cut off. Wah 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 wah. And Piper's like, "Can we go? Like, he's not gonna be helpful. Can we go?" Piper tells him he needs to get therapy, and it's like, "No, Piper. He just needs to get away from you three. Yeah, like, Paige makes a comment about him being crazy now. She's like, "He's cuckoo bananas. How is he gonna help?" And and they, they tell him about the Phoebe situation. He's like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. I'm familiar with him. I know all demons ever. Yeah, him. <laughs> How racist of them to assume <laughs> that all demons know each other. But he points out, he's like, yeah, what's his bucket? Mr. Eyebrows Man was some big wig demon who fell in love with this evil witch who totally ruined his life. Can't relate to that. But he does get angry because he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. He's putting his lost love in the body of my lost love. Then what will I be all melancholy about? Yeah, like, okay, so 
Jarek. Jarek is Mr. Eyebrows Man. Jarek was turned into a mummy by some good witches or whatever, and then an evil witch revived him, but then she got killed, so he got her scarabed and, and body swapping, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's charmed we have to hear this two or three times. Yeah, we already read it out of the Book of Shadows, and now Cole is telling them the story. And so, then Cole, and then Cole is like, you know what? I can probably make a deal with him. So he's, he's like, thanks for telling me. Off to make things worse. Except not really. He doesn't really make things worse. But yeah, it's at best a lateral move. Yeah. So he won't have. Jarek won't have sex with Isis and Phoebe's body, but having her do a sexy mummy dance, that's super cool. Uh, well, I get the impression that this was her idea, not his. She's not, like, doing it for him. Yeah, although he is sitting in a throne and drinking alcohol from a glass with no stem. He's actually eating grapes, but he's eating them in such a way that you imagine he's fermenting them in his mouth as you choose. Mm, yeah. So she's like, it reminds me way too much of Phoebe from Friends' seduction dance when she's trying to seduce Chandler. It does kind of look like that. Wow. He's honestly, though, she's not doing this at his request. In fact, he's kind of annoyed about it. He's like, um, you're supposed to be working on the spell that's going to lock you into this body permanently so that you stop burning up bodies. And much like Drop Dead Diva, she has Phoebe's magical knowledge. Yes. So she's able to write a powerful spell because that used to be Phoebe's thing that she could write spells. Although she does point out the rhyme scheme is bad. Yeah. Yeah. Meta. Charmed is starting to lean in on that fourth wall a little bit. Speaking of leaning in on fourth walls, Cole drunkenly Kool-Aid pans his way through the wall of the tomb that they're in. He's like, hey, that's my lost witch. And Jarek like shoots a stream of like flesh-eating beetles at Cole and they just kind of bounce off and Cole's like, we done? Cole drunkenly swipes them aside. He's like, Yo, Jarek, I want to know, I'm a huge fan of that thing that you do where you wrap women up in bandages and try to, like, marry them. I Look, look, I feel like we can reach a thing because that's my wife whose body you have, and I would hate to super murder you both, so, like, if you can do me a favor, what do you think about redheads? Elbow, yeah. elbow. Also, he wants Jarek to mummify her so that he can, like, put her in stasis until he figures out how to win her back. That's a terrible idea. Although Isis and Phoebe's body does mention that the body is, like, super attracted to Cole. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I have to say, Cole telling Jarek that he used to be the source of all evil has, like, big peaked in high school energy. Yeah. I used to be the source, man. They let me skip trig. Uh, so this is where we find out that the more powerful the witch is, the quicker Isis burns her out. So she's going to lose Phoebe's body immediately unless she casts the spell. And the spell is going to require the power of three. Which I guess makes sense because if she used Phoebe's knowledge to write the spell and Phoebe's like, ah, eh, power of three, like that's Phoebe's go-to. <sighs> I guess I feel like this shouldn't be a power of 
three things. I mean, no, I, those are vanquishing spells. You're right. It doesn't. It doesn't. It. It's not offensively nonsensical, but it doesn't make a lot of sense. The resolution of this episode is really weird. Yeah. Like uh, again, there's a ton of fun stuff in this episode, including this bit. Uh, but it really the plot is really dumb just enjoy the fun stuff that happens like leo trying to help daryl out by glamoring himself to look like varick varick jarek 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 so that daryl can arrest him and get credit for it which yeah because the police did see jarek run into the apartment building with isis's old body and then apparently mummify her in seconds while they were breaking down the door i don't know i it doesn't matter the important thing is derek's like i'm not gonna do that that's what but leo's like punch in the face and then daryl instinctively handcuffs him just as all the other cops are coming and leo's like see look now you're gonna get why would daryl get fired for the coroner being murdered and the body being stolen. He was being blamed for not catching the guy. I guess. I feel like that kind of overlooks how Reality? Many... Yeah, like, the police don't really catch people. Oh, let's, yeah, let's not get into that. So, back at the manor, they're still trying to scry. They can't figure out why it's not working. And then the crystal gets annoyed with this. No, 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 no. What happens is Piper's like, my baby's omnipotent, right? What if I draw upon the power of my omnipotent baby to, like, juice up the scrying? And Paige is like, is that a thing you can do? And Piper's like, sure, why not? And then the crystal voips onto a nearby globe. It's convenient they have that globe hanging around. Yeah. It, like, presses itself into the globe. Shouldn't they start with the globe? This feels like you start with the globe and then you go for more and more local maps. Yeah. Or, like, you have a giant world atlas that you flip through. Yeah. Or, Grams can just turn it to the right page like she does with the Book of Shadows. Or, later in the show, Billy does this weird GPS scrying thing, which is... That's... I I like that, even though it's definitely going to be my time freeze when we get there. Yes. I'm weirdly excited for Billy. I don't know. Like, I know we're past the good seasons of Charmed, but this is the stuff I like about the show. Oh, yeah, these are the fun seasons of Charmed. There's, like, the good seasons and then the fun seasons. Also the Avatar stuff. (laughs) There's the good seasons, the fun seasons, and the stuff with the Avatars. They're neutral. Oh. They're neither good nor entertainingly bad. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, Paige and Piper are going to orb over to where Phoebe is. Egypt. Yeah. Specifically this one tomb set. Yes. Which is still better than the last episode where the Urn Guardian was in like, like the, the, the ancient Egypt we saw was basically someone's living room that just had a lot of ferns in it. <laughs> yes. So, <sighs> Paige and Piper teleport into the tomb and Cole's like, hey Piper, portal back home. It's interesting that he offers up Paige instead of Piper, I guess, out of loyalty. Or I guess I guess he needed Piper to be the one for the... I mean, his plan doesn't really make any sense, but... Okay, so I was going to be like, 
you know, it's it's offensive that Cole just assumed that Paige would be the one that the guy would want and not Piper. But I guess Piper is, you know, impregnable with child, and you don't want to. I mean, I know he's evil, but also there's a bunch of reasons why you wouldn't pick Piper for this. It's not necessarily because he thinks Paige is the sexier option. Also, she's married, and that means something. He doesn't want to break bro code. (laughs) That's funny. No, because I meant, like, there is some sort of magical component. Like, the elders weren't allowed to interfere once they were married in the eyes of God or whatever. Mm. It's probably, like, anathema to a demon to separate people that have been joined by God. Let demon not put asunder. Mm. I was going to say, does Cole... Cole knows that Piper's pregnant, but he doesn't know about the invulnerability thing, does he? Well, he does by the time this episode's over! Yes. I do like that that's how he gets her out of the situation, though. Again, I I know. But, like, when you were dealing with Glory... Oh, right. If you were dealing with a tank, the best way to deal with it is just to make them be somewhere else. Mm Mm-hmm. He creates a portal underneath Piper's feet to blast her back to the Hallowell Manor. And he has some sort of magical shielding that keeps Paige from being able to orb away. Yeah, like, Paige tries to orb away, and he does that thing where she just turns into a little ball of light and bounces off the walls. Barbus did it, too. Uh, well, back when he had Cole's powers. Hmm. But, yeah. It's weird, I wouldn't think that's... A, like, I don't think of orbing as Paige turns into a little tinkerbell and flies off. I think of it as teleportation, but... Yeah. But yeah, apparently her little her little fireflies can be contained. So Phoebe's body is dying, so he Jarek is like comforting her and like being like, "Hang on, sweetie, we're almost done with the spell that lets you take over this body permanently." And Cole's like, "Hey, hey, hey, that's my witch. Do not do not make out tenderly with that witch." So he lays Phoebe on the table and her naked heaving body is wrapped up in tight, tight silk bandages. Yeah, but we don't see her anymore. Like, it's not, it's not like uh, a superhero comic where it's nudity with lines drawn over it. I mean, that fake model thing they have for the post-mummy thing, that is a pretty tight thing. Like, I'm sure it's a mannequin or whatever, but... I mean, my point is that I think Alyssa Milano was like, I don't have to be on set today, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely a mannequin. The head is very, very round. And Jarek moves the spirit of Isis over to Paige's body and weirdly starts making out with her right away. Yeah. Don't know why that's okay. Unless Paige also wanted to make out with Jarek. Paige was like, man, this guy's hot. I've been trying to get my sister laid all week. When really the person I should be trying to get laid was me the whole time. So Piper's back at the manor and Jarek pops in in an orange jumpsuit. Piper instinctively blows him up and he reforms and turns into Leo and he's like, Hey, right, I forgot, sorry, face of a demon, my bad. Also, very, I mean, I guess it's been established before, but it is kind of weird that Leo can just glamour himself and barely ever uses it. Yeah, I feel like you should be using that power all the time. Anyway, 
Piper asks him not, why were you just looking like a demon, but instead asks, why are you wearing a prison jumpsuit? And he's like, because I was in prison? I'm helping out Daryl. And she's like, I don't care about Daryl. We, I'm down two sisters now, and that's twice as bad as where I was before. She tells Leo that he needs to orb her back to Egypt immediately, but actually first he has to change his clothes and then orb her back. Because orange isn't his color. What a weird thing to be concerned about, that he take off his prison jumpsuit before orbing them to Egypt. Like, that's... That's not your priority, Piper. Well, Piper's like, isn't it weird that he sent me right back home instead of, like... Into the middle of a volcano? Yeah, and he must be up to something. And Leo's like, whatever it is, it it's probably, like... He probably is just trying to win Phoebe back like he has been for the last 10 episodes this season. So Piper has changed out of her weak maternity clothes and into a black t-shirt. Hey, that's what you suggested originally, that she just get a slightly larger black t-shirt. Well, now we know she means business. Back in Egypt, Jarek is massaging Paige slash Isis. And he's like, you carry so much tension. And she's like, it's not my body, dude. Like, Paige carries a lot of tension. She says this witch works so hard. And she she doesn't deserve this sexy body. Because <laughs> she's out there, like, trying to do things when she, she could just be out there being hot. And I'm like... Thanks, Jigsaw. <laughs> I was more thinking, like, how did you become a powerful witch, Isis? <laughs> Clearly, this is a nepotism thing. Oh, I was going to say, is your power shaming women? Like, let them live their lives. Oh, maybe that is her power source. Oh, maybe. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess, right? Because that's what she does. She jumps from woman to woman and literally drains them. Like, Just, it became more and more literal over time. (laughs) Well, you know, the magical metaphor. Mm. So Jarek's like, okay, we're done making out now. Now I feel weird about it again, so... Well, he's like, now go write the spell. Yeah. And he he goes over to Cole and he's like, how are you going to get the power of three if one of them's, you know, in a mummy body? And Cole's like, they just need to be in the same room. They don't all need to be saying it at the same time. He's right. He's... They yeah. only have to be touching each other. They, they've done it when sisters were unconscious. They did it when, when Phoebe, Phoebe was, was a fetus. <laughs> Um, but Jarek is less hopeful that Piper will willingly come do a power of three spell. And Cole's like, no, 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 I've got a plan. I'll just hit her with a terrible choice and then she will do what we want her to do instead of trying to vanquish one or both of us. Like, I feel like Cole's never dealt with the sisters before. I don't know. I feel like Cole's entirely on the money because his whole plan basically, you know what, we can talk about it right now because he is yoinked out of the uh, tomb by Piper who has cast a summoning spell on him and she's like, so where are my sisters, asshole? And he's like, okay, here's the situation. One of your sisters is being possessed by Isis and the body will slowly sicken and die the other one is trapped in a mummy thing. Now, your options are come back with me 
use the power of three spell that uh, Isis and Paige's body came up with to kill Paige, but permanently, you know, permanently put Isis in her body. And then Isis will bring Phoebe back. Or you can do nothing. Paige will die and Phoebe will live forever trapped in a mummy. I don't know. It's weird. He presents it as one of your sisters will have to die, which I guess is technically the thing. But it's really she'll lose both of them if she doesn't do the thing that Cole wants her to do. Um. Well, I think if she... Yeah, she will. I mean, because she'll lose Paige to Isis anyway. But also... They'll stop preserving Phoebe's bot. Yeah, yeah. It's weird that he doesn't present it like that. He's like, look, you can either save Paige or Phoebe. And I'm pretty confident that you're going to save Phoebe because you met Paige, like, yesterday, and you clearly don't like her that much. But But this is what I'm saying. His assumption is that he has the power right now and i just it's never it's never gone well for him when he assumes he has the power i mean i feel like his biggest flaw with this plan is that it's deeply stupid yeah but also this is a really weird situation because like isis was just some random ass nobody witch like he just assumes that a generic power of three spell wouldn't bring phoebe out of her mummification because he's like isis is the only one who knows the demummification spell so you need her alive in order to save phoebe yeah they could definitely well they wouldn't be able to figure it out because phoebe's the one who could figure it out and if not phoebe then Paige, and Paige is isis now so i don't know i feel like we're firmly in the era of anyone can say anything and it'll do whatever I mean, I guess that, like, goodbye demon lock, magic barrier, unblock spell Phoebe tried didn't work that one time, but we've seen some very poorly written spells succeed. I guess that's fair. Uh, By the way, they don't have this discussion before they have an invulnerability fight. Well, they have it during an invulnerability fight. Like, because Cole can't be killed and neither can Piper, so they just throw energy at each other yep. and blow up everything else in the attic. Yeah, Piper is blowing Cole up and he's being flung around the room and he's like throwing all sorts of crazy energy. At, and Piper's like whipping potions, they're stabbing each other with swords. It's fantastic. I love it so much. They're just going to town on each other. And Leo comes in, he's like, you're both invincible. What are you doing? This is the episode where everyone is exhausted with the sisters. <laughs> Leo is exhausted. Daryl is exhausted. Cole has, like, Cole's having a full-on meltdown about it. Yeah. So Cole reestablishes the stakes, explains the situation, and then he's like, I'm going back to the tomb. You can follow me. Like, this is the situation. You're going to have to kill one of your sisters, and I'm just banking on you wanting to save Phoebe. Yeah. Which is fair. I mean, it's it's weird, though, because you're right. He does set it up as a choice. You can only save one sister, but you're, you're, uh, you're right. I just accepted that, but you're right. They. It's either save one or save neither. Yeah, there's, there's, no, there's no scenario that Cole presents where Paige comes out of this. 
Maybe maybe this one could have used another pass. Yeah. Whatever. The invincibility fight got them so much leeway in my uh That's why I didn't notice that the plan made no sense. They were blowing stuff up on the set. So they go down to the tomb, you know, Piper's like, Hey, I'm here. It's me, Piper. I'm here to I'm gonna take your deal. And the sister that I'm gonna save is Paige! Ha <laughs> ha sucker! I'm gonna and she casts a spell that drives Isis out of her body and destroys Isis's soul. And Cole's like, Well, that wasn't one of the options I gave you. And then Paige just since she was psychically connected with Isis, she remembers the demummification spell. So she demummifies uh Phoebe and then they blow up Jarek and that's and they're like Phoebe Phoebe turns to Cole and she's like what happened to you, Cole? I'm like, you, what? Phoebe! You <laughs> happened to him! Like... <laughs> yeah, the plan was really bad. It's They didn't even come up with a clever way around it. They were just like, yeah, Cole, that doesn't work. And did it... I mean, I do kind of appreciate them being like, we don't have to take him at face value. He's the villain. He can just say whatever he wants. It's not to give Rick and Morty any credit, but... Remember way, way in the early seasons when they're hiding from the, like, budget Freddy Krueger? Where he's like, you can run, but you can't hide. And then they end up escaping from him by hiding. Mm-hmm. Because why would he give us good advice? He was trying to kill us. <laughs> did we did we learn any lessons there? That's funny that you jumped to, did we learn any lessons? Because I was going to ask, better or worse than Inko Mummy Girl? Okay, I'm going to say better. Yeah, I think you're right. Because Inca Mummy Girl, like, let's be clear, the thing that they're fighting the Steelio of is clearly the mummy. And to a lesser degree, I guess, the original mummy movies, because I didn't see them, but I'm given to understand that the 90s, 90s, 90s version was a remake of the premise of the original, you know. Old, powerful mummy dude wants to put his bride into some hot, alive lady who's half egyptian but always played by a white lady mm-hmm. yeah like this is loosely that okay but i mean it's 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 a pretty basic story and you know what i i enjoyed it i had fun also they i mentioned they killed Jarek, right yeah I, it was such a non-thing i think piper just blew him up like it really was a non-thing especially after cole was like oh man i love that guy he's real good at what he does what he does is not withstand piper's exploding power i guess oh yeah i think it was better than inca mummy girl like again the plot is bad this is a bad plot but like the acting's fun it's it's like fun hokey the invincibility fight leo's weird thing where i don't see how daryl's i mean i guess it's out of daryl's hands once the guy's in prison so he can't be blamed for jarek escaping that's basically what i think they say happens yeah no this is like a pulp serial it doesn't really make sense but there are mummies and fights and things exploding and distracting you from the fact that the plot doesn't really make so much sense yeah there's a little sexy dance from Alyssa milano for those of you i mean i'm sorry it was really way too not well choreographed for me to find it not not to be a snob but it wasn't really well choreographed enough for me to find it erotic it just reminded me of phoebe's sexy of phoebe from friends's sexy dance yeah it wasn't she, great she, she was doing the 
It's great radio. It's great radio right now. Oh. But uh, I th- I feel like if you saw that scene from Friends, you knew what I was doing, though. The, the... But uh, let's do our segments. Yes, much like the Charmed ones, we have our own power of three. The first power in our pack is Premonition. Who in this episode is, was, or will become famous? Was Mister Eyebrow Man somebody? Jarek? No. He's done a bunch of, he's played a bunch of demons in this and uh, Buffy, as most demon actors do. Hmm. But no, he's not, uh, he's not anybody. But you did have something for this. Yeah, it's, it's a weird one though. It's super weird. It's a super weird one. And also, this is another person who I would normally say, it. She, she's not anyone, except that who she, her, one of one of her very few other credits is so weird, I wanted to bring it up. So it's not really a premonition in the sense of premonitions. It's more like the premonition where Phoebe's like, hey, your girlfriend's cheating on you, even though we know that didn't happen. So it's thematically appropriate. Anyway, when Piper's in the maternity store and she's like buying the terrible pink shirt, there's a sales lady. The sales lady is played by Amy Leland, who is also... The voice of Cerebro in the X-Men movies. Wow. I know, super random, right? And not like... Yeah, wow. Huh. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. I bet I bet you could live off of uh, convention appearances from that. Hmm, I don't know. No, it's one of those things where, like, if you're a really, really low-rent con, this is the sort of person you could get. Yeah, but I don't think that you as the actor could make a living off that. Really? Where do you think that floor starts? Because I know people who played, like, two-episode characters in Star Trek managed to live off of convention appearances. Yeah, but usually, even though it's only two episodes, it's, like, iconic. I, I I would say Eddie Munster is the floor. Oh, come on. He, he, like, he had a, he was a main character on a, like, I'd say the woman who played Tasha Yar would be the floor. Wait, you're putting, you're putting Denise, you're put you're putting Denise Crosby below Eddie Munster? Yeah. I feel like way more people know who Eddie Munster is than Tasha Yar. Wow. Well, l- listeners tweeted us and and tell max how wrong he is eddie munster was on the simpsons tasha yar is tasha yar yeah that lady who was in like what half a season of star trek before she got stepped on by and a... then she comes back as her own alternative universe romulan daughter <sighs> and data's always like oh my first love who died yeah, the woman who had sex with him when they were under the influence of space spores or whatever. Yeah. It's very weird that those worked on Data. Or, or was he just like, okay, let's go with this? Because... I think that's what it was. All right. You didn't have any premonitions? I did not, no. <laughs> All right, so that will take us to the second power in our pack, Time Freeze. What specifically dated this episode? Uh, I... I didn't have anything for this either, but apparently you did. Okay, so after Cole tells Piper that she has to choose which sister, 
lives and which sister dies, even though as we established, that's not actually the choice before her. Anyway, the camera pans to a picture of the three of them hanging out together. And I thought, huh, why do you have a picture of the three of you hanging out together? You haven't been around that much. It's, you know, it's been less than two seasons that you've known each other. It would make sense if this was, like, on your Facebook wall, but you took a picture with a film camera and got the picture and put it in a frame in your house. Yeah, that that is, yeah, that is a, uh, something you would do at that time. Yeah, and now you might take a picture off your phone and, like, go get it printed hmm. and put it in a frame, but, like, there's a whole extra step there that there didn't used to be, and... There are apparently enough pictures of them so that this one is in the attic. Yeah. Maybe just got blasted to the attic during the fight. Maybe she just keeps a ton of them for when stuff gets blasted in the main house. So you can just go up to the attic, grab a new picture, and slap it on the wall. Well, you know, I had to give you a picture for the camera to pan to in case I go missing. So maybe they just know that they're in the kind of world where the camera's going to have to do a lot of panning to your missing sister pictures. So... They keep the pictures around. Yeah. I mean, when I left my old job very, very unexpectedly, uh, I left that picture on my desk. So now that I'm not there anymore, they could pan to that. And I'm also in that picture. Wow. Yeah. They pan to the empty desk with the, wow, that's perfect. Yeah. They probably have done that in your office. They've probably been like, Hey, what happened to Max? And the camera has probably panned to your empty desk. Also my, uh, mini figurine of uh or what, what are they called my hero click of matter eater lad which i got to zhuzh up my office area a little bit and now it's become part of the uh there's there was actually a collection of toys that were on the uh embankments or whatever between our cubicle troughs because we didn't have full cubicles we had like the line of but uh there were action figures from people who had them on their desks but didn't work there anymore so I guess my Matter Eater lad's probably up there now. Yeah. She's, I, I should just buy another one. They're like two bucks. But we also have a very small child at home, so it's probably not good to have hero clicks just sitting around. Hey, like, she's, she's old enough to not, but... And also she's old enough now that she's getting interested in figurines. She got all your old uh, Pokemon figurines. She loves playing. Like she, she likes playing with them. The thing is, like, she calls them by what animal they're supposed to be. Like, if she's with the, you know, if she's playing with the Jolteon, she'll be like, you know, cat, uh, you know, Ekans, snake, Arbok, snake. This is useful information for me to have in my brain, by the way. But but she was playing with the Slowpoke, and she, she, she turns to me, and I'm like, oh, God, I have no <laughs> idea what this is supposed to be. You could have just told her Slowpoke. Yeah, I mean, that is what it is, but... Like, is it a seal? Is it? A... Yep. She was trying to figure out the word for the Eevee, too, and I just gave her fox. Yeah, fox is probably best for that. <laughs> All right, that'll bring us to the <laughs> the third powder pack. Uh, telekinesis. What if anything genuinely moved you this episode? I don't have a telekinesis, but I have a... I have a levitation. Yeah, what well, made you go, fuck yeah, and rise in the air? We need a better description for it, but, you know, it was it's a shitty power in the show, so maybe it just deserves a shitty descriptor. Yeah, the the, immor- the immortality. The invulnerability. Yeah, the invincibility fight. Yeah. Yeah, 
because it's an awesome scene it's just two people attempting to murder each other with godlike powers in an attic it was such a good scene that i failed to notice how terrible cole's ultimatum was yeah yes uh but it's okay we're gonna get a break from cole and phoebe for a while now we are no oh god okay I was like, he, I was like, he doesn't have that much longer in the show. I can't, I can't, I can't tell you. Do you want me to read? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm laughing too much to tell you what the next episode is. Okay, so the next episode is, oh God, <laughs> it's the importance of being Phoebe. God. Cole kidnaps Phoebe and sends a shapeshifter in her place to manipulate Paige and Piper. Oof. Although, hey, we only have, uh, we only have one more episode. This is the second to last episode with Cole. Because the episode after that is the one where Cole gets the big vanquish. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't have to do, like, this episode was a lot of fun, but I am glad Cole is on his way out. They very, they very clearly do not know what to do with this man. Yeah, it, it would have gotten much, much worse as it went on. So let's let's be glad that he's bowing out at the height of his game. Yeah, better to uh, vanquish out than to fade away, right? Yes. I think that does it for this week. I think that will do it for this week, yes. Our show is partially listener-supported. If you want to be one of the supporters, head over to our website, www.welcometotelevision.net, and click on our Patreon link. We'd like to thank our current $5 and above patrons, Beryl, Patricia, Rosa, Ryan, Maricruz, Benjamin, Kate, Jen, Dan, and Anthony. If you'd like to support the show in other ways, you could always rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the show. If you want to talk about this episode, or any episode, or any episode of any television show, you can tweet at us at ilovetvzines, or you can email us at ilovetelevisionzines at gmail.com. So until next time, I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And this has been Welcome to the Hallwell Manor. Welcome to the Hallwell Manor.